Welcome to Comet Picks by the Glick, and here's your host, Jason Glick. Yeah, and the guy just spoke for me, that's your co-host, John Murphy. Oh yeah, that's right, that's me. <laughs> Alright, I'll, okay. I'll, I'll buy that. Okay, this week we're doing another theme podcast, and our theme this week is nothing more than the end of the world. Awesome. Yeah, or at least in this case, the post-apocalypse. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. What's left of the end of the world. Yes. <laughs> and for our first series this week, the end of the world, this... In this case, it's brought on by nothing less than zombies. All right. Yes. I speak, of course, of Robert Kirkman's The Walking Dead. Mm. Now, this is a series, but it's about zombies. And it's really, it's it's really interesting because, like, you know, like, well, most zombie movies end, you know, it's like after, like, with they begin with the zombie on onslaught and then, like, the humans, like, you know, trying to struggle and survive and most of them dying and then, like, them skipping the zombies at the end to go on. But you see... What happens after they escape from the zombies? What happens next? What? How do they survive in a world that's overrun with um, all these beings that just like know nothing and just like represent certain death if they ever get bitten by them? Mm-hmm. See, that's the beauty of this series. That it shows you what happens after your regular zombie movies, regular zombie movie ends, and what goes, and like how our humans actually have to, how the humans actually have to cope with rebuilding their own society, like after in the in the midst of like of all these zombies who are walking around. Interesting. Yeah. And for the most part, it does a really good job of that. Um, because it's like the first, the first, the first volume basically shows, introduces you to the cast, like with its main character, um, Rick, former police officer, who awakens from a coma in order, and then suddenly finds out his hostiles are infested by zombies and like eventually reunites with his family and several other survivors. Now, true to zombie movie form, like some of these survivors don't, don't always survive. And like some, there's also some problems with the people. The people there, like his like his former partner, who was also like developed was also like developed a somewhat unrequited relationship with Rick's wife. Uh huh. Yeah, but these these um, issues are slowly slowly moved beyond as the series go on. Like as you meet new new survivor new survivors new characters, and Rick Rick and the rest of the crew set up shop in this in a prison, which nice bit of symbolism there, you know, set in, kind of like future humanity in a prison, in order to keep all the zombies out. And for, like I said, for, it really does. Kirkman, the writer, does a really good job of like of um, showing like addressing all the issues that like there are people are gonna face with this. You know, like how do we like how do we live? How do we get where are we gonna get our food from? How do we deal with all the with all these things that are walking around now? So there's no zombie delivery service for food. No. Okay. Yeah, and <laughs> fortunately, so far he hasn't he hasn't even begun to address why there are zombies here. And really, I really don't think he should actually should get into a point that, of of like why there are zombies, mm. yeah. The only problem with the series is, and this creeps in as further on. This is a problem with all the post-apocalyptic series I've, I've read. Is that basically like, what, what point do you does the point where, what point does it get when you, when you start like throwing too much crap onto the humans? Like, what is you start, you start you've ground them down so much mm-hmm. that when does the series start being like fun to see how they survive, in order and just becomes a dirge. About like you know like oh great what crap is going to happen to them now in this volume? Mm-hmm. Like it's always a struggle to just to do the simplest things. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, kind of, kind of yeah. But the problem with The Walking Dead really doesn't set until set into until around volume five or so when um, Rick and the rest of his crew encounter a uh, another settlement of humans. Mm. Now it's like it'd be interesting if like they actually wanted to integrate into this into this colony and uh, 
And it's like there and problems problems showed up later on. But no, it turns out these people these colonies run by a crazy person. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so he basically like um tortures Rick and the rest of his crew in order to tell them where the rest of their their people are. And while well, Rick and the and his um and the people who came with him do manage to escape after like see the problem the other problem with the series is like uh some there's a pro how it comes to genre conventions. Like before escaping, one of Rick's crew managed to torture the, the evil leader to a certain extent. And mm-hmm. it's clear by look by all the stuff she does to this guy that you're thinking, like, my God, how could anyone survive that? But you look at it and say, like, he's not dead. He's gonna come back. He's gonna like come back and he's gonna kill them all at some point, you know? <laughs> Which is exactly what happens at the end of volume seven. Mm-hmm. Now, on one hand, this is um keeping in with the true zombie movie tradition of like the real enemies aren't the zombies themselves. Right. They're oursel- ourselves, other humans. Right. Like, it's really like our Those crazy, hu- the, the other crazy nut jobs out there. Yeah. It's like we really, humans are our own worst enemy. They're, we're a bigger danger than ourselves than any, any, of the, any other supernatural threat that, that we come up with. Mm-hmm. And like, the series gets lots of mileage out of that point up until the point where we get to the evil leader of the other settlement. And at that point, at this, at the current point of the series is at the um, end of volume seven, which is where this I've I've read up to right now. We're basically like the where the evil leader has finally come back and is going to declare has basically come and declared war on on Rick's um Rick's group of survivors in the prison. I'm kind of wondering, well, this is either for me the series reached make or break territory. Either it's going to Kirkman's going to come up with some new twists in order to show us where we're going to go from here. Or we're just gonna go. Oh, even more horrible things are gonna happen to our people, and then oh, he, we're gonna cruise and you get even more depressed and wonder why is this life even worth living? And that's really not a series I'd really want to read about. So, mm. like I said, up to I'd say really volumes one through four, solid gold if you're a zombie fan. After that, well, if you like the series, I mean, you're gonna want to keep reading it. Right. And I can't say like what's been done after that isn't isn't bad by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. So. You say it's a case of maybe diminishing returns, or uh, I wouldn't say diminishing returns since he's like you said he's trying he's exploring new stuff, but that but like it's kind of like a he's going in directions that I'm not that I he's exploring a direction that I'm not really that interested in seeing. Gotcha. Well, hopefully, hopefully the forthcoming volume eight will, will be restore my faith in the series and gotcha. make me want to see. Hey, hey, yeah, all the stuff I said before, that's crap, man. The series is still good. But okay. we'll see. Cool. So what's our next post-apocalyptic type? Yeah, well, for this and the, and the following thing I'm going to talk about, we're going to Japan. Awesome. Yep. So we're talking about manga now, and we're talking about um, The Drifting Classroom by Kazuo Umezu. Mm-hmm. And The Drifting Classroom. Drifting Classroom. All right. Drifting through time, you Ooh, see. Cool. Because it's basically talks about a classroom of, um, of kids, kids of um, elementary school kids, grades one through six, and their teachers who, through some strange reason, are transported into the future. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, this is considered a classic by by many people, which is why it's part of the Viz signature line. Gotcha. And there's really one one part in the series that I think really sums up on both both its appeal and its problems for me. See, the main character, Sho, he's a really standard um, sixth-grade sixth grade kid. Basically talks about, like, basically... Mentions like you know after they've gone to the future and after all the adults have gone and killed themselves or gone crazy and tried to kill the kids, 
because they can't deal with being transported into the future to the strange world. Mm-hmm. He basically, Cho goes up to the, tells the kids, like, you know, the reasons like the reason adults survive is because like they couldn't believe that we were that they were transported to the future. Like they can think something this could ever happen to us. But we're kids, you know? We can accept that we've been transported to the future and we've gone to this like strange, crazy land. And you know, that's the thing right there. That is I think is absolutely dead on. And the problem is though, is that kids, by I mean kids of the age, same age as show and his his other classmates are really going to dig this series because it does all sorts of crazy, interesting things and in all their all shows adventures as he tries to survive. I mean, certainly horrible and all, but I, but assuming that I raised my kids right, um, I'd say that this is something I wouldn't mind showing them. Mm-hmm. The problem is that anyone older than that is going to look at some of this stuff and go, oh, wait, I can't actually, this doesn't make any sense because you see, while Umezu does a good job of getting some mileage of all the, um, threats that these kids would face, you know, from being transferred to a strange, barren future landscape where there's no food, no available water, and, like, all sorts of strange, creepy-crawly things running around, Umezu actually feels the need to introduce even more threats beyond that. Because, mm-hmm. like, you see, at some point, the kids also, aside from facing, like, a, you know, crazy teachers, you know, like, diminished, like, fruit, problems with food. Right. And, th- and then also, like, strange... Like um, mutants that, that attack from the from the outlands, Mezu also feels the need to introduce like um, a monster that is generated by the um, by the imagination of one of the one of the kids from the classroom. And I'm thinking, wait, wait now you're you've transferred these kids to this like strange futurist landscape, and now you're trans- introducing threats that don't even have any relation to them. <laughs> but, and then then at one point he also introduces like threatens like, with bubonic plague. Which is brought on by by a by a squirrel that oh, escaped squirrel. from the fruit from the from the same from their timeline before they were transported to the future. Uh huh. Yeah, and this is this is sort of solved through the use of um of like time travel, through the use of time travel because at certain points, Show is able to communicate with his mother, um, from the past, and these these sections are actually great because Show's mother is completely crazy with grief at the loss of her son. Uh-huh. And she's just, it's just fun to see her interact with everyone. It's like, no, my son's not dead. You'll see. <laughs> and then at one point, um, he asked, so has to tell her, like, you have to put the antidote for the, to the bombing plague in this one mummy that we found in this one vault under, like, in the, out in the desert. And she's like, well, how will I know who this, like, um, who this mummy is? Oh, he's got a scar on his left hand. <laughs> <laughs> so naturally, he, Actually, she goes to the hospital. She, she goes to the hospital. That's where he, he tells her that you know. I think this is where the building where we found the mummy is. I think he was found in the hospital. She goes to the she goes to the hospital and she says, "Wait, the same baseball player. He's got a scar on his left hand. He's obviously going to be the mummy." So, I mean, it's like that stuff is like, like yeah, it's com- even though it's completely ridiculous, it's, mm-hmm. it's fun because it's, just, it's so crazy. That's interesting. Yeah, <laughs> but really, it's like the series. And it gets it gets like the issues I have with with it mainly descend from the fact that he just that Umezu just doesn't um, that whenever he strays from creating threats that aren't um, specific to the to the land or the problem the inherent problems of getting a bunch of um, elementary school kids to work together, um, it it really go you just start rolling your eyes and going oh god man why am I still reading this <laughs> yeah I will say that. Um, the, ver- the final volume, which came out recently, mm-hmm. does actually end the series in a way that I didn't quite expect mm. and didn't really annoy me in any new and interesting ways. Mm. So 
it it ends well for the most part. Though I have to admit, it's like really, it's like this is stuff that even though it's like the series is very violent. I mean, it comes with an explicit content warning from Viz. Mm-hmm. It's like it's assuming assuming you've like you've educated your kids well enough to to the fact to the fact that like you know like this stuff happens and stuff isn't real and you shouldn't try to emulate it. All the um all the violence happens to this kid, which is really quite graphic in some regards. Like you get limbs, heads ripping off. Mm. Yeah, it's pain. It's painful, but exit. It's I wouldn't say it's something that I. That I'd really want to keep away from my kids. I mean, if any, this is probably something that I that um, you'll probably have to worry about um, keeping away from your kids, John. Um, <laughs> once they get to this age, right? Yeah, but still, it's like if anything, it's probably will appeal more to ki- more the the younger you are, mm-hmm. the more you're probably get into this. Gotcha. Older, it's like you're probably gonna go. Well, I'm well, I'm buying this. I'm buying an old series from the '70s, so I can hope they release a more cool new series in the '70s. But well. I don't know. It's like on one hand, it's like I'm not looking to sell sell this. I'm done with the series, but on the other hand, meh. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. And what's your last selection for the day? Well, my last series is actually the one that I probably recommend over the both of these. Mm-hmm. It's called Dragonhead. It's, All right. It's also one of the probably the last Tokyo Pop series that I was still reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It basically deals with the experiences of um two high school kids, Teru and Anako, who after going on a high school trip. Um, wind up, um, wind up having their train um, stuck in a in an underground cavern after some after a great cataclysm, and um, they it's like they, they and like now now they're stuck in this underground cavern. They have to survive uh, by, by using all the food and resources that's still on the train, and also have to connect with like another classmate, um, Nobu Nobuo, who basically winds up going crazy after this happens. Mm. Now it's like, well, it's it's fun to see them survive for the first two volumes. Mm-hmm. Them being stuck in this cavern is only the first two volumes. Mm-hmm. Volume three out, then you can see them like get to the uh, get to the um, rest of Japan. Found out that hey, you know what? Japan is screwed, man. It's like <laughs> it's 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 a complete hellish apocalyptic landscape. Buildings are ruined. The sky wow. is covered with dust. Mm-hmm. It's like it's the end of the world. Awesome. And all of the choices they have left. Is to go back to Tokyo to find out just what happened, and are the parents still alive? Is anyone still alive? Piece the piece the puzzle together and piece see what we got. Mm. Yeah, mm. and for the most part, it's like I said, just seeing their just seeing their journey back there is really fascinating. Seeing in, in the way that they the survivors they encounter, seeing how the different people cope with with this um new this new world. Or some people see it as a chance for freedom. To like, hey, we can do whatever we want. Other people say, like, oh, it's the end of the world. Now we have to die and take everyone with us. Other people say, hey, you know what? It's Our circumstances have changed. We've just got to go on living. And really, the adventures that Dragonhead has over um, both the Drifting Classroom and The Walking Dead is that, in comparison to those two, all the series, like, you know, just kind of, like, grind down their characters, you know, forcing them to do threats upon them every chapter with really little respite for its main characters. Dragonhead does a really great job of um, of after these characters of um, putting these characters to absolute hell, then giving them a chance to relax, recoup, recover, get them get get um, the main characters back back to working order, and then pushing them even further back into the red, hmm. showing them even more horrible stuff. And that, like I said, I just think that works really well because if you're gonna like um, keep grinding on the characters, you you can't just keep doing that over and over again, or she's just gonna go. Your reader's not gonna go, is just gonna go. Wow, my God, man! You're just doing this over and over again. Why the hell should I care about this? 
you know, says, oh, wait. Oh, thank God. They finally found found some relief. Oh, I can relax. Oh, my God. Now they're even, even worse situations. <laughs> my God, no. And that's the best part about Dragonhead. Mm-hmm. And in the end, in the end, though, it's like I, the ending, it ends well. I mean, my biggest issue was that I was hoping for a big, mega happy ending. Yeah. That Terra and Aku f- um, finally make it to the end. And they're rescued by either, like, the self-defense force or, like, outs- outside military forces. And, well. It's not so mega happy. <laughs> let's just say that rather than actually doing that, the uh, the author, um, Minotaro Mochizuki, actually, um, he went, he goes and gives you enough room in the, in the end to decide what happens to them. So if you want to, so it's like it's like I said it's it, it ends well. It's like it it ends. It's certainly it's not like a and everyone dies ending, which is uh-huh. which would have been painful. Yes, but you look at this and you think, well, oh, you know, it's an end. Yeah, it's like and <laughs> okay. If I want if I want to think that in the very like right after the ending they were rescued by by outside forces, I can think that right. And if you wanted to think that hey, if they went and died in the very next second, you can think that as well. All right. Like I said, it's an end, but it's <laughs> yeah. So really, it's like sort. like I said, um, Drift um, Dragon has like the series most worth buying out of all of these. Drifting Classroom, yeah, and Walk Dead. Like I said, volumes one through four, awesome. Everything else, well, I'm kind of like waiting to see for volume eight before before I determine like how far that's going to go. Before you pass judgment on the entire thing. Before, yeah. Well, I mean, like Kirk, Kirkman has said he's he's yeah. Really, the beauty about The Walking Dead is that Kirkman, he can push you as far as he wants right now. Because we're only, it's like, I mean, we haven't even touched on what's happening outside of the state these people in. So, mm-hmm. like, really, he's got a huge amount of um, room to go go for this. I mean, he he can keep the series going on for like forever if he wants. Because like, mm-hmm. all this stuff he can, but he can just keep on talking about what happens in the U.S. What's that saying? He can just go on talking about what's happening in the rest of the world. Right. Uh, however, whether or not he's actually going to, it's actually going to be worth reading Thank about. Yeah. Well, we'll see about that. But All right. That's what I said. Okay. So that's it for this week. And Yeah. Well, hey, we'll come back next week. And we'll talk to you later. See ya. Night.